Welcome, Saga fans, to the first of two behind-the-scenes episodes with Steve. Hi. And Vanessa. Hey, hey. The creators <laughs> of the Binary Saga. I'm Paul, the editor for the Heimavina side of the saga. Before we go any further, we want to thank our Patreon members, Samantha, Mary, and Rob. You guys are the best, and we truly appreciate your support. If you'd like to sponsor us on Patreon, we'll leave a link to our page in the show notes. Next, a huge thanks to all of our listeners. We have over 17,700 downloads as of today. Our listeners are not just from the United States, but they're from Canada and Sweden and Finland, the UK and Australia. Thank you so much. We are so lucky to have so many people listening to our show. As you may have noticed by the downloading of this episode, we are going on a holiday break until January. We thought that since we were on a break, we would change it up a bit and answer questions that we've received, maybe tell a couple of stories, and play you some bloopers. That actually is a great segue. We want to say a special thank you to Miriam and Sky Studios for Breathe. And Steve, maybe you can give us a quick story or background on how that came to be. Sure. Uh, I have a friend named Phil who lives in Austria, and I met him on the Joko Cruise, which we have talked about on our social medias a little bit. And he actually runs Sky Studios, which is a, a great site in Austria for indie artists to come and record uh, independent works. Uh, so I reached out to him and asked him if maybe he wanted to help with a special surprise for Vanessa. And that was a song that she had written in one of the transmissions with just the lyrics. I sent that to him and asked him if it would be possible to put that to music and possibly get somebody to sing it. He spent about three months finding someone who could sound like Frida and present Breathe in, in a great way. Uh, when we finally got the finished product, I played it for Vanessa on a live stream with Phil and Miriam. And her reaction was... I was speechless. I had no idea. <laughs> I was like trying to hold myself back from crying because I couldn't believe like that you did all that work. And like I heard my words like sung. I just thought that was it was incredible. It was, I'm, st I'm still so moved by it. And I, I'm I, see, I can't even talk about it. <laughs> so cool. So, I would like to uh, reiterate uh, a special thanks to Miriam and to Phil at Sky Studios for the yes. work that they did on Breathe. I was sitting next to Vanessa when she watched that video, and it truly was a fantastic experience. And we've been very lucky to have a lot of great friends and guest voice actors who have lent their talent to our project. This season and even previous seasons, we've had Juliana um, coming in as her role as Ori, uh, a good friend of mine, James Hare, as uh, Javi, which is Jason's best friend. Sarah for not only doing the editing, but coming in as the voice of the SI on some of the ships, and my good friend Nick for coming in as the mission commander on the unsent message. I also had a few uh, great friends coming in. My friend Mike came in to be the voice of CJ's dad, uh, Rowan. Uh, we had a great time recording. Uh, my Two of my greatest friends, uh, Katie and Sonnet. Katie came in to voice Mari, and Sonnet, as you guys just heard, played Janine. 
And uh, you'll hear some of their bloopers here in a second. But it was I, I don't know how we can just thank these people, our friends enough for, you know, supporting us and being there for us. And most of all, just saying, yeah. So we thought you all might enjoy a behind the scenes look at some of the outtakes that happened during our recording sessions. We've curated some goofs that we thought you all might enjoy. Cue silly music. Right. Because of this, what they've been doing is using a mock-up of the CS engine to chart out where we start seeing anything weird. Hold that thought. Uh, hey, Jason. <laughs> so it's it's Andy. Uh, so Sella sent you a message a couple of weeks ago, but uh, I, we wanted you to be one of the first people to hear that uh, Astra Vera Jorgensen has arrived. She's perfect. <laughs> she has those uh, great, great, bright green Jorgensen eyes. Oh, yes. It's, it's, yeah, she's just beautiful. Oh, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Far too many people traveled and became part. Far too. Far too. Mm. You're gonna have to leave. Oh, I'm really into it. You're so good. Oh, yeah, we're so into it. We're laughing. Well, I know, you're so good. I can totally see her going, no. No. You don't follow a hot dog. <laughs> Part of that plan involved plan, plan. I say I'm playing too many times. Plan. I forgot to introduce myself. I am Commander Soren Nufspark from the planet Alandria. Shit. Just, just <laughs> Alright. Just that last part. Yeah, yeah. Forgive me, cousin. I forgot to introduce myself. I am Commander Soren Nufspark from the planet Alandria. Damn it, why do I keep saying that? <laughs> oh, and you need a big drop. Like, you need a, I'm Commander Soren Nufspark. Nufspark, yeah, 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 yeah. From the planet Alondra. Okay. God, what am I... I still can't believe I said some of those things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect, okay. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We, were, we weren't even drunk. That's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've gotten a bunch of questions from listeners. But before we get to them, we want to know, what's everyone drinking tonight? Oh, me first? Okay, I'm drinking a dry hopped black ale that Paul made. It's very yummy. <laughs> I am also drinking said <laughs> black IPA, which I have chosen to call the Dark Divide. Nice. And I am currently drinking a uh, citrus or... Uh, I guess here on Earth, we would call it a cider uh, made by Recordling. Nice. Excellent. And if Recordling wants to sponsor us, please reach out. <laughs> nice. Exactly. And if Northern Brewer wants to send me free beer kits, I would also not say no. Okay. The first question that we've gotten is a pretty straightforward one, actually. How did each of you get involved in this project? Well, the project's inception uh, came about from, uh, again, a shower thought where I was uh, 
in the shower and I was thinking about if two planets were close enough that they could send radio messages back and forth, but no space travel yet, what would they say to each other? And so I had this idea that this would be a really interesting letter pen pal type podcast. So I contacted a friend of mine named Caleb and he, we dove into this and created the structure and everything else for it. Unfortunately, Caleb had to drop out due to other constraints. And so I was in the need of another writer. And so I reached out to Vanessa. Um, and I said, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I just thought it was a great idea. And um, I thought we could have a lot of fun with it. And I haven't done anything like this before, aside from, you know, helping write D&D background stories. And I don't know, it just sounded fun. And um, that's where we're at. Sounds like a match made in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve's like, no. It's like, no. <laughs> All right. So, uh, second question. What kind of equipment do you use to create the Binary Saga? We each use Zoom portable recorders with XLR microphones attached, and usually in a quiet room, unless my cat, Gary, likes to jump in and, you know, sing the word of his people or sing the sounds of his people. So, And... All of the post-processing is done uh, using a program called Audacity, which is a free-to-use sound editing platform. And usually each one of us will edit in Audacity our own transmissions, and then we'll assemble them together into a full episode. Most of our music comes from soundimage.org, which is a great site for public domain music. A huge shout out to Eric Matias. He has created the mood for our transmissions. Thank you, Eric. All right. Third question. We know that each log entry isn't seen by the other writer until it's sent, and that much of the writing is improvised, but do you have ideas of where you want your characters to go? Uh, I would say yes and no. Um, I, I have a general plot for the planet um, or my story plot line of where I want to like start and end, and I have a general idea of how I want my character to navigate that. Uh, but there's a lot of times where based on either a, a response that I get to a transmission or if my character is in the wrong mindset when a certain event happens on my planet, it could take him in a completely different direction than I wasn't expecting. That was That's part of the process of improvised writing. So uh, yes, or, yes and no. Um, I, I guess mine is similar but not really. Uh, my characters and my planet do have like story arcs. Like I, their actions can and have changed due to, you know, your responses versus my responses, but the outcome is still going to be the same. So like Iria, I knew where she would start and I knew where she was going to end. Like I knew she'd be ending at, in season one as chairman of the board. I knew Helgi at the end of season two, he was going to be station director. And I know where theory where CJ is going to end as well. Um, so I guess it kind of works the same way, but it's it's like what I say when I DM for Dungeons and Dragons, like I know where the story is supposed to go. The players may change it, but I, I, I know where the outcome should end. So that's where I'm going with mine. <laughs> Having been on the receiving end of that DMing, I can tell you that it, it does work. Um, <laughs> but that's an interesting segue, actually. We got a question. Um, 
Have you ever had to completely throw out a planned log entry due to what the other writer did? Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. And her name was Isnid. Uh, in season one, we had the destruction of uh, the Trainor launch platform, and it was uh, carried out by, uh, I almost said Jason, uh, Gisto's <laughs> uh, then girlfriend, Isnid. Uh, and it turns out that uh, Vanessa had something pretty similar planned. I did, actually. Literally, the next transmission was going to be very similar. It wasn't going to be um, a former lover, because obviously Iria didn't have anything, but it was going to be very similar. We were going to have a destruction as well. So we had to kind of throw away our script or our concept and um, come up with something new. And we did. So. And then in season three, we had something similar kind of happen where we both had uh, early on uh, accidents or attacks that had happened and caused distress to our characters. Uh, in in an, a change of events, we actually decided to keep both of them and kind of uh, put our characters through what's the Velen equivalent to hell. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and that would be the CS1 crash for Jason and... Uh, the kidnapping attempt for CJ. Um, but what I do like that we did this um, differently than we did in season one. In season two, in season three, it kind of helped our characters develop differently. It kind of brought them together a little bit closer because they both had this not similar experience, but similar enough that they could kind of lean on each other in that same similar way. And you can kind of hear that as you've been listening, you know, up to where we're at now, how they have this kind of shared experience together they can kind of rely on each other a little bit differently and nobody understands it except for them and i think i think i'm really glad that we decided to keep both of those this time because i think it, it changed the dynamic of their relationship and how we wrote our characters agreed and and i will just say and i know this isn't about me but i do see some of this from behind the scenes <laughs> these two have been working together on this project now for what Two three and a half years, years almost three, three years. years. Yeah. And you would think that they would sort of be able to start to like understand or maybe like be able to predict where each other's other sandwiches, sandwiches, <laughs> where the other one is going to go with, with an idea or something like that. But it still is like, what the F is she doing? Or why the F did he write that? I don't understand what's happening here. And like, and then to watch them try to like sort this thing out in the aftermath of sending a transmission has been really, um, it's been really pretty, well, frankly, I found it kind of amusing, but it's really kind of interesting to watch this whole process um, sort itself out. It really has been kind of a cool. Something that might, the listeners might be interested in is usually after every transmission, when we write it and send it to the other person, uh, we usually get on a video call and that's where Vanessa will be like, why the F did you write that? And, and <laughs> Or I will look at, at something that she's written and be like, I didn't understand this at all. And so we'll have like this conference call. No, no, we'll no. Basically... We should talk about the most recent episode, how you didn't say anything and went, I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> oh, uh, is that in regards to a certain someone's death? Yes. <laughs> like it was like, I, I, you, you were literally like, I haven't processed everything yet right now. I'm just still. So yeah. Abs absolutely. And, and the entire time I think I was, I knew that something was going to happen and I had thought that it was going to be the death of somebody. 
I had zero money put on Andy. I'm still shocked that you didn't know that. I was like, oh my God, it was like right there. <laughs> I had no no money on him. I, wow. I was going to be like Rowan, uh, Bjorn, because he was a new character. Uh, it was like all of these other options. And I was just like, she killed Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I feel, I, it was actually very, it was a struggle. So. It, it was It was pretty traumatic. But I think what is really funny about this, right, is you guys have been working on this now for almost three years. And you have kept to the model, right? You are still able to like, sort of like pull fast ones on each other. And it's a really interesting, um, it's it's very interesting to watch this this thing play out. And I know that it is a ton of work for both of you. And that brings us to our final question for this part one of our behind the scenes episode. What is the latest time at night? And I'm not talking about like, hey, I go to bed late and, you know, I work in the evening. But what is the latest time at night you've caught yourself working on the transmission? Oh, me? Uh, sometimes I've woken up in the middle of the night randomly from a dream or something, and I will literally grab my phone, open up the doc, you know, my regular note doc, and I will write out an idea that I came up with. And, um, yeah, I don't know, in the middle of the night, probably. Yeah, I will admit that I have farted myself awake at like three o'clock in the morning to see Vanessa. Working <laughs> to work. You can cut that part out. <laughs> nah, it stays. Uh, uh, for mine, um, it, it kind of goes back to the inception of the show. Uh, I'm one of those weird people that likes to shower at night. Uh, and I'm usually a night person, so I, I don't go to bed until very late. Uh, so 11, 12, one o'clock, I'm usually going into the shower and I don't have any music playing. And so I'm just in my brain and in my thoughts. And that's where all of these weird things just start coming to light. And it's like, oh, I should do that. And then, you know, I'll come out and write it down. So usually pretty late. It has been really fun watching one side of this project evolve, and I have really enjoyed getting to hear insights into how the other side of this project has evolved. I hope you all have enjoyed hearing some of these um, sort of behind the scenes insights and bloopers. And we just wanted to say thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll be back in part two with some more stories, questions, and bloopers. We want to wish you all a truly happy holiday season. You can find us on every podcast platform. Please give us a review. And please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, we're on Patreon, and the information will be in the show notes. You can purchase a copy of either season one or season two, or both, in print form on Amazon. The text version has a bunch of side stories from each of the worlds that weren't included in the original releases of the podcast. And that wraps us up for this behind the scenes. So I will say, may the waves guide you. And I will say, Vinda till Enda. Thank you. And I will just say thank you. And we look forward to seeing you in part two. Cue the exit music. <laughs>